When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nope, I can do what I want. All right, very cool. I'm the boss. To... I'm the head of the house. Good, I'm uh... the king of the castle. All right, take it, take it easy there, Ralph. Welcome to Red Sound Review. Hey, Lou, what's up? What's going on, Wayne, my man, my main man? Not much, bro. Not much at all. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, we just did, did a really cool interview with um, that uh, the Bad Habits, the uh, tribute band for Thin Lizzy. Yes, and, yes. Uh, Bunch of great guys. Yeah, it was awesome. So after we got done doing that, you said, hey, let's do some other stuff. So I said, okay, let's do it. Yes, I'm always happy to be <laughs> chit-chatting with Wayne because God knows that there's a lot of stuff in the metal world that not only needs to be mentioned, but needs to be made fun of. Yes, it does. Uh, and also, too, you know, I, part of the, one of the things that I, when I started doing this show, I wanted to do news. You know, I wanted news to be part of it and, um, you know, al- album reviews, obviously. And we kind of got out of the news because once COVID hit, no bands were really doing anything, you know? And all the news was just kind of silly, stupid things. But now, I think things are starting to let up a little bit more, and some good news is starting to come out now. Mm-hmm. I think we found some today. Definitely. Uh, the one piece of news that I saw on Blabbermouth.net, I guess I should give him a plug, why not? Yeah, why not? Was the 2021 inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and apparently the van, uh, the fan voting is going on either now or soon, mm-hmm. and finally eligible for the first time in their careers, although they're in their 41st year as recording artists, so 16 years too late, yeah. is Iron Maiden. Finally. There's not too many. I think they're going to win this. There is not many good bands on here. Well, let's. what's the list? I mean, you got Rage Mary Against J- Machine. Yeah, want me to read Mary- it? You want to read it? Mary J. Blige, uh, LL Cool J, and again, being a former Queens, New York, born and bred native, um, that would be cool to see LL in there. But at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And granted, not taking anything away from the contributions that any of the artists that are nominated have given to the world of music, but it should just be the music Hall of Fame. It should be. Uh, I don't like when they mix the R&B musicians with, uh, you know, the rock, obviously. But I, well, I understand what they're thinking is, but uh, it, it should just be called the Musician Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're not invalidating the artists or right. the art itself. It's just... But you if know, you're going to say rock and roll, then stick to rock and roll. You know? Yeah, it's like if if you're having the uh, meteorology hall of famer, you're going to have a seismologist in there, right? 
But although... Wow, that was so nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Although if it's rock and roll, but Iron Man's kind of metal. Well, they are metal. Shouldn't it be the metal Hall of Fame? You know, so I, I don't know. Well, they were doing that for a while. I think Revolver had the Golden Gods. But right. again, my only problem with award never... shows, yeah. my my biggest problem with award shows is just I feel like it's people in that bubble just kissing each other's asses. Mm. You know, the only awards that, you know, these artists should be given is their gold and platinum and their Hall of Fame is their fandom. Really, I mean, I just right. don't understand the purpose of a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame of anything. I mean, like, Bruce, Bruce Dickinson said it himself. He's like, it's basically a museum, and if you're putting us in a museum, that makes us archaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's, and I, he's right. And then just, I couldn't agree with him more. So, uh, who did you leave off at? Uh, Devo, right? Did you say I, Devo? Yes. Did I say Devo? No, I said LL Cool J, Raging is a Machine, Mary J. Blige. Uh, hold on, I'll pull the list up. Devo, Foo Fighters, Goo Goo, the Goo Goos, the Go Go's, the New York Dolls. <laughs> Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, uh, Carol King. I have Wait, no idea. Wait, this... King's not in it? I guess not. Wow. Oh, Fela Kuti is a um, no South way. African uh, musician who um, he recorded a lot with Ginger Baker from Cream. All right. Cool. Uh, Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren. Um, if you're a fan of Meatloaf, Spat Out of Hell, he's the guy who produced it. Okay, that's why that name looks familiar. And I'm very surprised Tina Turner is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's yeah, kind that's, of strange. that's disgraceful. To me, she is the queen of rock and roll. Yeah, and, and Lil Richard is the true king of rock and roll. That's weird. I would have thought they would have already been in there. Yeah. Well, anyways, I remember actually doing an episode of my podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. and. Yes, did. I think I remember saying these key words, which, Wayne, I'd like to repeat, if it's okay with you. Of course. Please go Thank ahead. Thank very much. Hold on. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. I would never want to join a club that would want me as a member, okay? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, out of this list, I, I really... Oh man, I can't really see Iron Maiden losing. Maybe Rage Against the Machine, but I don't see it. I mean, I mean last was it last year Judas Priest was with against Bon Jovi and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. But Judas Priest lost. They did. They did lose. They did and um you know, it's funny cuz we just got off the Thin Lizzy episode and if there's any other band in the hard rock heavy metal realm who contributed more to the dually guitar attack than Thin Lizzy? It's definitely Judas Priest. All right. Now I'm. I don't really know how the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame works, but I would think if Judas Priest was in it last year and they didn't win, wouldn't they get bumped up to this year? But I guess it doesn't work that way. The, I, I the, really... the nomination um, makes no sense to me whatsoever. All I know is that a lot of it is music industry types and tycoons, and you know, a select, uh, select group of people of some importance in the record industry although i think that's an oxymoron because i think if anything the fact that people could do you know recording on their own without having to pay a dime to have someone else record it or distribute it you know kind of shows the irrelevance of a lot of the music industry that still likes to think that they mean something today but they really don't mean jack shit right 
And Jan Warner, who is the proprietor, I guess, for lack of a better word, or benefactor of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the uh, publisher of Rolling Stone, um, I remember for the longest time he tried to keep Russian Kiss out of it mm-hmm. and Journey. Yeah. Even went so far as to say we will never put bands like that in here. Meanwhile, Rush 2013, Kiss 2014, and Journey, I think, fairly recently. Yeah. And, you know, he's eating his own words. I remember the year I did watch the year that Rush got inducted because, uh, as you know, I'm a Rush fanboy. Yeah. And um, as, even though I can't stand the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I was genuinely happy for them. And to see Jan Werner get booed and Rush <laughs> be cheered and uh, Don Henley, you know, making, you know, insulting Rush and their fans because of their immaturity or whatever. I just like to say, by the way, fuck you, Don Henley. The Eagles suck. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> why would he think they're immature? What, what is that? What is- well, he, he, he. I mean, think of the music that he writes and think of where he comes from. He hears Rush and he's like, you know, that's not music to him. He thinks it's uh, uh, convoluted, pretentious. I'm just like, wow, Don Henley calling Rush pretentious? That is the pod calling the kettle black. He wouldn't even know where to start with the first note playing a Rush song. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. I mean... I, I mean, I I'm not the hugest Rush fan. You know, I, I can see where he's coming from. Rush is a little out there for me, but I like them. You know, they're an awesome band and they what they did... They deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know? I, I don't know. Well, Don, you know... Fuck it, Don Henley. I, I mean... <laughs> homie, don't play that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, again, it's just... You got to think of the type of people who are dying to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's this dinosaur 1970s, my shit don't stink just because I could play an instrument and hold a note type mentality these are people where if you gave them something else to do with their life they couldn't because all they know is the freaking druggy lifestyle that they lived and they can't live their life any other way you know so whatever i mean let the dinosaurs have their rock and roll hall of fame but the truth is real music fans recognize real talent and you know, if you're a lifer like we are when it comes to the music that we love and the bands that we love and support, we don't need this kind of validation for them. No, not at all. I just, I, I'm, I'm just really interested to see if Iron Maiden's going to win this. That would be funny because I do know that Bruce Dickinson said that he wouldn't show up. Yeah, yeah, I, I doubt that he's not going to show up. Meanwhile, they'll, Deep, they'll show up. Deep Purple showed up, and Ian Gillen said, "We don't want Richie Blackmore anywhere near us." <laughs> but wasn't Ranged Against the Machine in this once before? Mm, I don't I, think so. I swear I remember them being picked once before. No, but, but I, I do know that Tom Morello inducted Kiss into hmm. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, um, you know, I guess if they get in, they'll... Well, who even knows that they would have a ceremony? Probably not because of COVID. Yeah, that's true, too. Oh, man, when is this thing actually supposed to take place? I don't know. When is the date? It doesn't say a date. Doomsday. I, date. Yeah, I don't know when the date is. But I don't know. I I will be anticipating this wait, and I will I will put a vote in for, obviously, uh, the go goes. I mean, I made <laughs> Foo Fighters on here, too. I like Foo Fighters, but they don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. 
Well, technically, they've been around since 95. They've been around so, a long time, but to me, yeah. they still seem new, you know? I think I you're the first why. person that I that I know that would have said that the Foo Fighters still seem new <laughs> 25 <laughs> years just, later. They just do. I don't know. They just It doesn't seem like they've been around that long to me. Well, this is actually, I think, the first year that they're eligible. Hmm. Well, good luck to everybody, but Iron Maids win. I I could care less. If I like if, you, I'll still support you. If they if they don't win, I'm burning the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame down. I'll provide the gasoline. <laughs> uh, I better be careful what we say. Uh, you know, we're one month shy of what happened at the Capitol. Ah, eh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking just, of which, by the way, did you hear the most recent episode of uh, The Right Opinion? Yes, of course you did. Of course I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I do love the last 30 minutes of that episode. Right? I, that's, I posted that earlier today. I'm like, just listen from 39 minutes and on. Yes. And then he, he reads that whole article from Time, uh, was it Time Magazine? It was Time Magazine, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell I, it? Because I don't remember word for word, but. Well, I did take snapshots of it, so if anyone uh, wants it, email to them, let me know. You can email me at musicislifepodcast at gmail.com, and please donate to my PayPal, my PayPal if you want it. Thank you. <laughs> if Time won't capitalize off subscriptions, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he reads off some stuff that, like, but I, it, this ain't it, a political show, so I, I don't really like to get into politics. It's, it's but, not. No, no, no. We're only promoting a fellow Rat Side Review Network show, yeah. The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron. That's all right. But yeah. it, it, the, the thing that's crazy about it, though, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, it reads like some New World Order Illuminati shit, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, it does. And if you don't believe some shit's up, you better wake up. I don't, mean, I don't, I don't even like saying people are woke or whatever. But I hate that word. I do too, but but listen to this part of the show. I listen to the whole show really because it even goes through the stuff with the stock market that happened with the GameStop and all that. It's just amazing all the shit that's just going on. Yeah, and, and you know you and, you think Trump's bad, but uh, look, we're, we're not for, here to we're not here to push a political opinion. We're just no, here to say, hey, you know what? Just listen to something that you may normally not. You may learn something. Exactly, exactly. I'm not on anybody's side, or am I? Well, I'm I'm proud to call you my friend Wayne. It's all good. Oh no, I'm on your side, of course. Yes, you're on my show. So, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> Speaking of dark side, well, if you're a biohazard, it's tales from the hard side. <laughs> Speaking of dark side, I just saw a thing here with Gene Simmons. He takes a look back on the controversial music from the Elder album. Oh, I do you not like the Elder. I love the Elder. I love the Elder and as it, well. It pisses me off that every member of KISS that was involved, with the exception of Eric Carr, God rest his soul, takes their time out of their schedule when they're asked about it to talk smack about it. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not a bad album. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's, not, it, it's a great album. If you put it against the other KISS catalog, yes, it's the one that stands out like a sore thumb. But it's still a great album, and it's not a bad KISS album. Mm. And, you know, Ace Frehley is the one that repeatedly said that he told Paul and Gene not to release this album. But at the time, Kiss was just a three-man partnership because when Peter Chris he gave up his 25%, divided it three-way between Paul, Gene, and Ace, then being the original members that signed the deal with Bill Alcoin and uh, Casablanca Records... He was outvoted two to one. No, this is what we're going to do. Eric Carr was not a partner. He was a paid member. 
and people need to remember that. Right. Which is unfortunate because he was my favorite Kiss drummer. I know you hate double bass Kiss, but he was my favorite Kiss drummer. Preference, just my own right. preference. No, he's, anyway, he's he's an awesome drummer. It's, you know, can't deny what he did. Right, but you know, Ace hated it. Eric, uh, uh, Paul goes so far as to say that anyone who likes that album needs their head examined. And uh, Gene will, I know, I th- I think he has stated in the past he's blamed it. He he blamed it on. Um, Bob Ezrin and his cocaine habit at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I love The Elder. I mean, it's a cool story. It's something different, and I, and I like when bands do different things, and this is completely different than what Kiss would have ever really done. You know, they made a story. They made a concept album. And a party band, which was pretty much what Kiss was, or still kind of is, would this is completely out of, like, left field for them, you know? It was, but, you know, in the early 80s, you know... I guess it was kind of the thing as well, you know? Yeah. Well, let's see. In 1981, what did you have that was out? You had High and Dry by Def Leppard. You had Moving Pictures by Rush. You had uh, Point of Entry by uh, Judas Priest. Mm. You had... You even had... I I think Iron Fist was 80... No, that was 82 by Motorhead. But um, you had Killers by Iron Maiden. So you had rock bands and metal bands some new some uh reinvigorated by the new sound that they were doing and you can't blame kiss for being um experimentative with an album like the elder um did was it a successful experimentation absolutely not it was probably the one album of their catalog that didn't go gold yeah. and i still don't know if it went gold or not as of as of today but you know, the the problem was that the that I just think that the fan base or the audience that was willing to listen, they just weren't ready for this because it was so different. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot to get into. Actually, when I I finally bought this album, it was the one. You know what they remastered the albums? Yeah, I think that was a uh, ninety seven. Yeah, it was something like that. It was right before I think Psycho Circus came out. Right. Uh, 97, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I bought the first CD, I, you know, the the original CD version or whatever, I didn't realize it, but it's in totally different order. Mm-hmm. And the 97 version puts it in the regular order. Yeah, the 97 version was the one that that was supposed to be the track listing originally. Yeah. But what happened was what happened was Casablanca Records said. I wouldn't start out with fanfare because it's not a strong opening song. Mm. So the oath was probably the strongest song that they had on that album. So they said, why don't we make that the first single? Mm. And if you listen to it in the context of the oath from the original version of that record, yeah, it's confusing. You listen to it in the context of the re-release in 97, where it's fanfare, just a boy, Odyssey, only you under the rose, uh, dark light moving your way up to the oath, and you know from there on out, it does make more sense as a concept album. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of prone to having the oath as the opening track. I, I just that's one of my favorite Kiss songs. And, yeah, mine too. I love you know, that song. I mean, it's 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 so power metal. I love it. Yeah, it is. But I, I now that I when I finally did get that remastered version, I like it that way better. The the original way. Because the story's together, you know? Correct. You're right. 
I'm, I guess I'm thinking of it in context of the line of, of the sequencing yeah. on the original. Yeah. But it is cool to have the old startup. I mean, that's I was always used to that, but you know, finally getting the original version was was cool to hear it that way. And it was certified gold in Australia, twenty five thousand units sold. Ah, okay. So. Um, you know, it's funny because that was the first time that they had actually planned a tour and canceled it, and they actually tried to plan a film around the Elder story, mm. but they canned it. Yeah. Um, that would have been cool because I know in the early eighties, uh, sci fi fantasy. That was a very big genre. It would have been cool to have seen what they could have done. Yeah. I, yeah. One thing I did not like about this lineup is their makeup and their outfits of choice. <laughs> you mean when they ditch the platforms? <laughs> yes, and then Paul Stanley's got a headband, purple headband. I'm looking and at the picture now. and, and uh, Doesn't he have like a purple pearl necklace? I can't see that close. Up. That oh, yes, look. yes, I see it, yep. Take that as you will. <laughs> usually, usually his pearl necklaces are white, but this one's purple. Uh, and then Gene Simmons has slicked back hair. It's just, it's just weird. They're all glammed out, looking kind of. Yeah, smart. Eric was a. I thought Eric and Ace were the coolest looking. At yeah, the time. yeah, definitely. They look, you know, somewhat normal. Yeah, that's actually my favorite Kiss lineup. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you watch the Unmasked tour from Sydney, Australia, I mean, to me, that was a band that was on fire, that was reinvigorated by the new blood. And uh, at the time, it was their longest show, almost two hours long. And I had the VHS, I still have the VHS, problem is I don't have a VHS player, of the original unedited concert. And, I mean, two hours worth of music, everything from the first album up to Unmasked, I mean, wow. You know, like that, that was a band I wish could have, I mean, it led the charge for Kiss in the 80s. And as much as I love a lot of the Kiss material from the 80s, I am bummed that that lineup couldn't have lasted through the 80s. Yeah. It would have been great, but wasn't meant to be. Not at all. But uh, Gene Simmons says it was a time of flux. Uh, a lot of bands were trying to figure out what they were. And so were we. Sometimes if you do the same thing forever, you think like, uh, that Peggy Lee song, is that all there is? We did try to fool around on some tracks like The Destroyer and Great Expectations. Uh, every once in a while, we would try a little offbeat track kind of thing. It, I was made for loving you. I, I love that song, too. That was really experimental. And uh, we were not a dance band, but obviously it worked well around the world. We mm -hmm. didn't go back to that because we've heard it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also says, uh, music is best served hot but varied. If you keep eating the same thing all the time, I think you get bored. Music from the Elder was a chance for us to show we could do other things and felt like we were tied to nothing. But soon thereafter, within an album or two, we got back to business and did Creatures of the Night and all that stuff. Another awesome album. Yeah, definitely in my top five favorite Kiss albums. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I could see where uh, Gene was... Um... Was going with that, like I like I mentioned, it was a time of flux. They were trying something new. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work. But for the few that have heard the album, myself included, I, lo I love the album. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like I don't know. I I I don't think the elder does. Uh, you know, is deserving of the of the hatred that it gets. It really isn't. No, I don't think so either. It's it's a good album. It's got its songs. I mean, there's some, you know, it's different, but it's not a bad album at all. No, definitely not. I mean, I just think it's funny, though, that 
back in 1975 when, uh, you know, I think it was uh, Getty Lee or Alex Lifeson said that they played Caressa Steel for Paul Stanley and he looked at them like, huh? <laughs> and I'm just, you know, it's just it's funny that six years later, Kiss tried the same thing and the world went, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one, one thing, though, um, the song Only You was written prior to The Elder. And I know Doro Pesh actually covered that song the original way that Gene had written it, where it was about lusting for somebody, which, you know, that's pretty much what Gene writes. You know, he's a he's a he's a he's a musician songwriter with a one track mind. And we all know (laughs) where that is. I wonder, is that on that box set that they had the Doro version? No, the uh, original Gene Simmons version. Oh, I don't know. You'd have to ask Ralph that. He actually I, got hit. He... I have it, but I, I, I haven't listened to it in years. Oh, you have the vault? Yeah. Hmm. You paid two Gs for that? Oh, no, not the vault. I have the other one. The old one that came out. It's the box that's got like four or five discs. Oh. All demos the, and stuff. The Kiss box. No, that's not on it. No, I didn't buy the vault. You insane? Uh, hey, well, yeah, you are. like I said, Ralph bought it. He actually met Gene. Gene signed it... Uh, yeah, uh, two fisted till the very end. Gene Simmons for Ralph. That I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. cool. That yeah, was he awesome. actually he actually interviewed Gene for his uh, for, you know, like when when Gene was signing his stuff, Gene actually gave him like five ten minutes to interview him because you know it was a huge oh, really? line. Yeah, it was a huge line of people. He actually said he was very friendly, and I believe that. I mean, you know, Gene. Gene's cool, you know. I mean, he gets yeah. like he gets shit like Lars Ulrich gets shit, and I like Lars too. I think he's cool. He's got you know he's got a lot of knowledge and shit, and and, and people give them don't like either one of them, you know. But I think that's it's silly, and I get why. You know, yeah. Gene Simmons is you know a kind of a full of himself human being, but that's yeah. that's Gene Simmons. You know, I'm not gonna waste my energy on trying to hate anybody. You know, I mean, I'm a very live and let live guy. Now, if you're Rudolf Schenker, then that's a different story. I can't stand the motherfucker. And it, <laughs> I think I told you that story. Yeah, but, I remember it a little bit. Well, basically, when I met him, he definitely, yeah, he, I could see why Michael hates him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. I didn't know uh, Ralph got that signed. But uh, I wonder if he saw um, Ralph interviewing oh no actually the the fuck puppet uh, interviewing paul stanley oh <laughs> <laughs> and if you have not watched that please look up paul stanley uh and the fuck puppet go to yeah. uh, almost human 56 and it should be oh up. my god by the way happy birthday to mr ralph Vier. well happy it's birthday. his it's his It'll birthday be... week at the time we're recording this but it's yeah. whenever a month ago from now <laughs> so happy one month belated birthday ralph Vieira. that's right happy birthday old man uh you didn't hear me say that but uh oh and speaking of, of autographs um i got an email because last year when the ozzy album came out the terrible ozzy album ordinary man there was a contest inside there i won a contest did you now i won it and what i won was an autographed uh litho lithograph and um for the uninitiated what is a lithograph exactly is that like a it's- basically a, a poster oh okay it's on cardboard okay by ozzy i'm assuming not personalized though right not personalized but it's supposedly signed by ozzy but then i'm kind of worried about it because i saw other people getting lithographs and they said that they weren't signed by Ozzy. they were signed by like uh, i guess they have a machine that's autographs 
things as mm. well. Your name. You know, that doesn't surprise me. I know that. I forgot how long ago was it, but uh, my friend Ben, who uh, lives in Myrtle Beach right now, he's a former NYPD cop from Far Rockaway. He actually went to a Jimmy Page autograph signing because Jimmy Page was he had a, a book of photos from his uh, life with Zeppelin at the time. And um, he bought me a, a copy of the book. I think it was for my 31st birthday. Well, anyways, so Jimmy Page wasn't signing them. Huh. He had he had a, a Zoso stamp and he stamped everyone's copy. And I'm like, that's not, it's not really an autograph. Huh. But but I could say that I have a Jimmy stamp, a, a Jimmy Page book stamped by Jimmy Page. So at least I could say that. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. But with the Zazi thing, I got an email saying, reminding me, because I was supposed to get it last April, I believe. And that's when the virus all happened and everything shut down. And uh, I never heard anything about it since. And then mm-hmm. yesterday, I'm just checking my emails and it popped up. Oh, you were the winner for the Ozzy contest or whatever. So I got to get a notary. I have to have signed all these paperworks and things that they gave me and then give it back to them. And then I'll get my poster, I guess. Oh, for the love of God. Why make it so complicated? I, I guess to know that I'm not part of the contest somehow. I don't know. Mm. I actually, I didn't win a contest, but uh, Kramer Guitars actually had a thing where if you signed up to get, uh, to be picked to get a free Kramer guitar, you would get a Kramer t-shirt. So I signed up for a t-shirt, forgetting that I signed up, and I just got an email from Kramer Guitars, your t-shirt's on the way. Yeah. So that'd be cool, but... I think I'd rather have a damn Kramer. I mean, <laughs> anyways. So uh, my friend's guitar choice as well. He loves Kramers. Yeah, I like them. I mean, you know, they're affordable and uh, they feel good. They sound good. I mean, you know, uh, they were the weapon of choice for many players from the '80s, as varied as well Eddie Van Halen, Mick Mars, um, even Reggie Sambora. Um, say what you will, he is a damn good guitar player. And uh, I'm missing one more. Oh, yeah, Vivian Campbell, when he was in uh, Whitesnake, actually played Kramer's. So um, before we move on to the news, I know we were talking about our physical media. And uh, I actually did get some CDs in the mail. You did? Um, Yes, I did. So I got these four right here. I'll read where they are. So the first one is called Never Give In, a tribute to the bad brains. Now, if anyone knows me, I love my hardcore as much as I love my heavy metal. And this has some great covers of the Bad Brains from bands like Ignite, VOD, Vision of Disorder, Snapcase, uh, Sepultura's on here, uh, Cave-In, Will Haven, Shai Hulud, and um, some some other band. I mean, Entombed as well. I mean, I, I was a fan of Entombed back in the day. So if you're into hardcore and the Bad Brains and hearing really good covers of it, um, check this one out. The one song I would skip, the Moby cover of Sailing On. It's very boring. <laughs> um, what else did I get? I got uh, the first Macaulay Shanker album, uh, Perfect Timing. Uh, this is actually a remastered, re-released version. It came out in 2012 on Cherry Road Records, but sounds great. So now I have all three Macaulay Shanker studio albums waiting on the Unplugged album to come in. And I got these uh, both releases from the band Both Worlds. Um, Both Worlds actually is the 1990s project of John Joseph of the Cro-Mags mm. with uh, Pokemo from 
currently of Agnostic Front. At the time, he was in Leeway on drums. Um, AJ Novello, who was in a bunch of New York hardcore bands on guitar. And uh, it's 90s-based alternative metal. I, I guess if I were to compare it to anyone, maybe Life of Agony. But it's really good stuff. And, you know, found them all on Amazon. So um, really happy to... Um, have found them so my cd collection is growing I'm very happy <laughs> one day you'll catch up to me <laughs> now that'll, that'll never happen because <laughs> even no. if i did anna would probably destroy about 90 percent of them oh, so no. i'd still have less than you that's why i had to move them down here man I, they were in my dining room <laughs> and when i had my child i was like oh i'm not leaving them here <laughs> no. or you know maybe you should have an electric fence around there or something yeah. no he's cool he comes down here and he don't he don't touch them he don't do nothing Actually, when he comes down into this room, I actually play records for him. So we listen. He loves the Beatles, so I'll play the Beatles records or whatever. So he he's into the records. Very cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. we still Anna's still listening to uh, Peppa Pig. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Jumping up and down in muddy puddles. Oh my gosh! My kid did that the other day. I'm like, stop. <laughs> he was jumping up and down the muddy puddles. Yes. Did he With wear his, his boots? Shoes on. No, he oh. wore his shoes. His boot shoes or whatever you call them. He has, he has Timberlands, so he's jumping in those. Nice. But the, what, else, what else we got in the metal news? Uh, oh, and I got... Oh, oh, I just hit my mic. Sorry. Better. I got some uh, CDs in the mail, too. I go, um, actually, I've been getting a lot of stuff from Heavy Metal Museum. I don't know if anybody knows that website. Heavy, HeavyMetalMuseum.com I've uh, heard of them. Not too familiar. Yeah. Uh, he's also on Facebook, too. Uh, you can look him up. Gary Schaefer. Uh, he sells most of his stuff on, on Facebook. And he's also on eBay as well. But uh, if you look that up, he sells a lot of stuff. He's very reasonable. Very, very very nice guy, too. So I'll definitely buy his stuff from him. And I got, um, I don't know if a lot of people know about the band Treat. Yes, that was the French band that uh, Anthrax covered Antisocial. And at one point, they had both Iron Maiden drummers. Treat? Oh, I'm thinking of Trust. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like what? Okay, <laughs> I don't think okay. so. Wait, is Treat a Swedish band that had the song "World of Promises"? Uh, I don't know if they're from Sweden. Are they from Sweden? I, yeah, they might be from Sweden. I just started getting into them, so I don't know that much about them. I can't believe I confused Treat with Trust. Yeah, Swedish. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I don't think that's the same band. But yeah, they're from Sweden. Okay. Very cool band, actually. The latest album that they have, uh, I can't pronounce it because it's very confusing tunguska i might have pronounced that right but that's a very awesome album that's actually the album that really got me into them but uh i got the first three albums of theirs in the mail from mm-hmm. uh gary schaefer and also what was the other one? Oh, midnight spell brand new band mm-hmm. and I, I believe ralph Vieira is featured on that album as well on one of the songs i haven't listened to it yet very cool but i know he's on there and i want to try to get the band on the show as well but I got to listen to the album first. I heard one song because Ralph was playing it on his uh, radio show. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Because he's been promoting it a lot because he's obviously on it. Mm-hmm. So he promotes the uh, CD on his Facebook every once in a while. So I figured let me grab it. It sounded pretty cool to me. So yeah. Far. Ralph is really like very knowledgeable and very helpful on his knowledge of bands uh, in the underground. I think he's actually the one that made... Uh, where I heard of the band Savage Master for the first time. Okay. And uh, I actually like them. Uh, I think, you know, it's an interesting gimmick because basically you have a 
female lead singer who looks out of Conan the Barbarian, uh, <laughs> backed by the band The Mentors. But my yeah. God, it's like really good heavy metal. I mean, you know, I'm not knocking it at all. It's great stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, don't watch our review then. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we did. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, that's right. That's all that matters, right? Everybody has their own opinions. It's not that bad. It's okay. Just don't sing, uh, don't make an album sing in the bathroom. Okay, the production could be a little bit better, but I mean, <laughs> you know, look, it's, it, I like the songs. I'm not going to lie. No, yeah, there's uh, some I, cool stuff. I, I mean, you know, there, there, there are people the, who think that the first Maiden album is the best album. Steve Harris hates the production on it. On it. I love it. I think, I, yeah. I love the rawness of it. Me too. Yeah, some bands can pull it off, you know. Um, Alice Cooper. I, what? I was going to say, like, if, if, you know, if, if you're going to insult the production on it, you know, you may as well hate every black metal band that's out oh, there. Oh, God, no, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, well, you can't pick on black metal. Everybody knows their first few albums are, what, recorded on, like, a, one of those old cassette tapes. You know, remember those old cassette players you used to buy with, like, a little speaker, and it's just, like, with a little cassette thing there? And... Oh, yeah, that's how the uh, first Mayhem and uh, Dark Throne <laughs> albums were recorded. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt it. I'm sure they were. I'm actually a Dark Throne fan, and I say that. Hello. <laughs> But yeah, we all know those are terrible. No, the Savage Master is way better than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about Mr. Cooper? Uh, Mr. Cooper gets COVID-19 vaccine after previously contracting coronavirus. Wow. And you know he lived a life of debauchery. 73 years old. And he survived coronavirus. So... I can't believe he's 73. And he... I mean, he's... He's aged, you can tell, but he hasn't aged as badly as any of the members of the Stones, with the exception of Charlie Watts. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, he still looks the same, but um, yeah. wow, seventy-three. I when was the last time I saw Alice Cooper? Two thousand twelve, opening for Maiden, and you know, yeah. I mean, consummate showman. You know, I'm glad that uh, he beat Corona. That's uh, yeah, it's not an easy feat. No, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say like what type of coronavirus he had. So I just don't see it in here. But it doesn't say. But um, yeah, yeah. I you know, apparently he had it. He didn't you know say nothing about it. But yeah, he's getting old, man. He's, he's yeah. up there. But I'm glad we didn't lose him because he's got a new uh, album coming out very soon. Yeah, you know it, it's funny because you know Alice is definitely the when I think of shock rock i guess he's the first person that people think of mm. um not because he was you know controversial in the sense that he had a satanic message but like his show was just you know out of this world i mean you know with the the, the beheadings and with the snakes yeah. and with the dancers and all this stuff you know i mean he was he truly was an entertainer without being like vegasy cheesy mm. um i i don't think we've had any artists since him who's had his longevity or even a fraction of his character and i say this because i i'm sure you've heard of the recent news about marilyn manson oh yeah <laughs> that's something that like uh... you know when i when i heard about all these people coming forth and the one person that he had in his defense was his ex-wife dita von tess uh... or is it tease i forget how it's pronounced 
But anyways, um, not gonna lie, I was a Manson fan in the nineties. Mm. I I I thought Portrait of an American Family was great. Um, you know, he after seeing him in concert in two thousand three uh, on Ozfest, I was just like, this is shit. Mm. So I pretty much stopped caring about him or, th- you know, what you sometimes the the things that you discover when you're 14 aren't the same things you end up liking when you're 22. Right. Or in my case, 40. Yeah. Manson was a point in time. It, it, it was a fixed point in time for right. me. Um, but I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of bad mouthing him because I don't know him personally. And also, I feel as much as a lot of the complaints against him are coming forth, um, and I say this for anybody, they deserve their day in court. Mm. Well, I'm not surprised. I heard he was a weirdo. <laughs> I always but, thought he was the guy, the kid from uh, the Wonder uh, Years. Wonder Years, yeah. No, he's not. Josh, <laughs> that, was, that was always the rumor. That was always the rumor, though. And then yeah. uh, King Diamond was always the the little boy from the Munsters, uh, Eddie. <laughs> that was another rumor. That I can imagine, but I didn't know that Butch Patrick moved to Denmark. <laughs> I know um, that was the funny thing when I found out King Diamond was from Denmark. Yeah, like, that, that doesn't work. Well, now he lives in Texas. <laughs> And yes, uh, oh, by the way, his wife is actually on a um, the lead singer of uh, Trivia, Matt Heafy. He actually released an acoustic EP. Uh, there's a sea shanty that has become a very popular song as of late, sung by an Irishman a cappella, a song called The Wellerman. And um, he released his own cover of it, Matt Heafy. And there's three versions of it. I think there's uh, it's acoustic, acapella, and one other version I forget. And um, uh, King's wife, uh, Livia, is actually the backup female vocalist on the song with him. So I'm actually looking forward to hearing that. My my daughter loves the song. Every time she hears it, she goes, "Pirate, pirate." <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a new female rock band uh, coming out called Flush. Plush, yes. Uh, obviously, you've heard of this. Do you know the the girls, the front woman? Yes, Mariah Formica, I think her name is, and she is incredible. She is. She. I've seen a lot of her videos on Facebook, and uh, yes. mostly it's that that heart, the heart song. Um, I don't know. No. Alone. What no. about love? Magic Man. Uh, it doesn't kill. I can keep going. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's Magic Man. Or wait a minute, if it's heart. No, it's it's the one the intros. Oh, Barracuda. Barracuda. Thank you. I'm not a big heart fan, so I can't remember half the song. That's but okay. That song has been on Facebook on the videos, and uh, it's come up a lot. And you would swear it was Heart singing that song. I recommend you check out these two videos of her. One, she did a vocal cover of Steel Hearts. I'll never let you go. Angel Eyes. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. And she can play the guitar as well. She check can out play her, the guitar. Check out her cover of uh, Unchained for Van Halen. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I, funny enough, I actually, I tweeted, I re- when I had Twitter, I retweeted her cover of Unchained. I said, this chick rocks. Mm. And she gave me a like. Oh, cool. Awesome. And, it, and then I deleted my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the uh 
plush band. That's yeah. uh, I think it should be good. You know, I'm gonna approach it with an open mind, definitely. Yeah. Uh, actually, the song is called "Hate." I guess there's a single out right now. Mm-hmm. So check, go to YouTube and check that out. But uh, yeah, she is definitely. Uh, I mean, there's not too many younger bands I would want to see. I mean, I, I like Red Van Fleet. They're in their twenties, you know. Mm-hmm. And they played like Zeppelin-ish type music. And seeing what Maria uh, Formica, how do you pronounce her name? Formica? I think it's pronounced Mariah Formica or something I don't know. like that. But seeing her perform this. If this, I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing the stuff that I've seen of her, I mean, she's awesome. She's going to be, if this, if this song is good, I have to listen to this. I'm really uh, interested to hear what this sounds like. I heard a 30-second blip of it. It was pretty catchy. Yeah? All right. I hope so. Because yeah. she's awesome. She's awesome. She's got an awesome voice. And, mm-hmm. you know, I-, I hope she does very well with the-, the band. So do I. And don't let the fact that she was on The Voice discredit her. She is very talented. Oh, I didn't know she was on The Voice. Yeah, I don't care for that show. But, I don't either. I hate those you know, shows. I- I'm-, I'm not going to deny talent when I hear it. So yeah. No, then she definitely it. has talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, all the best to Mariah Formica. And again, I'm sorry for pronouncing your name wrong. And her new band, Plush. Yeah. Yes, please. Put out a good album because we need some good music. Yes. And if you want to be interviewed on Ratside Review, let us know. Let us know. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. I'll, I'll see if I can uh, get an hold of her. Um, anything else? Uh, was there one other piece of news, I guess, uh, to mention? Hold on. I'm I'm looking. There's a thing here with Ozzy. Holy shit, he looks old. He hasn't. He doesn't dye his. He hasn't dyed his hair in this picture. So it's. He's got gray hair, and it's weird seeing him with gray hair. Yeah, it is quite odd. Uh, you know, and even though I don't care for Sharon Osbourne, and I voiced my opinion on that, and you know, I would say that a lot of the negative things in Ozzy's career that have happened against others that have tried to help him as bandmates is not because of him, because of Sharon. I'll definitely put Sharon at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love Ozzy, you know, I mean, yeah. his stuff with uh Sabbath. I mean, that's the stuff that I grew up on. Um, I guess that's all for the news really, but uh, I am looking, I was just saying, no, sorry. You're looking for what? Well, I just want to say I'm looking forward to the new Liquid Tension Experiment album. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pornoy's back with uh, Petrucci. So that'll be a, a good listen. But I'm sorry. What are you going to say, Wayne? I, w- I was into them. I liked the first album. But then I, I have to have music with vocals. I can't just listen to music. Really? You're not a fan of instrumentals? I'm not a fan of really instrumentals. See, I, mean, sometimes... I like it on an album. I like a song here and there. But a whole album? and No. Sometimes I prefer instrumentals to albums of vocals, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, if James LeBree's singing all the songs, then maybe I will like the instrumentals better. Ooh, uh, why does he get all the hate that he does? Because he's lost his voice. I was a huge Dream Theater fan, and it's just not the same. I remember. When do you think he lost it? Some people say that he lost it with the uh, Falling Into Infinity album. Yeah, it's probably around then. Hmm... Yeah, because, you know, I mean... He, I well, like... he did have cancer, so I understand. But That I did not know. Yeah, he did have cancer. I don't don't remember what kind of cancer, but I know he had cancer. But And actually, that's why he has he grows the goatee. 
because it has oh because of scarring i guess yeah i think so i could Probably. be totally wrong i should look up this information before i start saying it <laughs> i mean i i mean i know <laughs> that uh, sure. i know that scenes from a memory is their breakout album but right. i mean for me i'll always go to images and words that's just my favorite images and words the the best album ever but um yeah i mean he's they they got some good albums uh, what was the, the last one with mike portnoy is probably my my second favorite album mm-hmm. but the one they did before that i can't remember the name of it but it was terrible but it, yeah his voice is just i wish he would just stop doing the screaming stuff because that's what's really it bothers me because he's i don't know it just doesn't sound like he used to it's just not the same anymore and you he know, can't I, keep that up when he gets older and older. He's not going to be able to keep that up. So I will say, I will say this: the, the, their one single, "Looking Glass," um, even though that was very reminiscent of "Limelight" from Rush, I would say that's probably my f- most recently favorite vocal performance of him since the Awake album. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I do love Dream Theater. Don't get me wrong; it's just. I don't know. Images and words for me. That was such a benchmark album. Oh yeah, God, it was always on the radio. Uh, Pull me under. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Uh, but the last bit of news before we get out of here: Chris Jericho. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're both wrestling fans here. If you think for one second that. Chris Jericho would have been a perfect substitute for Brian Johnson in ACDC. Read my lips. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, he says he could have pulled it off. Yeah, he could have pulled something else off. Thank you very much. Uh, and he says that's kind of his wheelhouse. Uh, wh- what wheelhouse? Ins- <laughs> yeah, what wheelhouse? Did, did people forget that the first two Fozzie albums were pretty much cover albums? Yeah. Yes, they and, were. You know, I mean, like, what wheelhouse? I mean, re- oh. I, he, I, he, go ahead. I love Rich Ward. I think he's a great guitar player. I love Stuck Mojo. Yeah. But, dude, you could do so much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I actually saw Fozzie. I think it was for the first or second album. Maybe the second album. I saw them. I they're cool. I you know what? I don't have a problem with Fozzie, and I don't have a problem with his voice. I like his voice. It's, I don't either. You know, it but... sounds like Chris Jericho, but you know, yeah, a lot it's... of people give him shit, but it doesn't bother me. I mean, look, I love Chris Jericho too. I mean, as a wrestler, especially as a heel. You know, in the late 90s when he was doing his never, ever again. I mean, like, he was definitely channeling his inner Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, his voice is d- decent for what he does. You know, Sebastian Bach accused him of lip syncing, mm-hmm. which I don't. I, it's I, I actually don't been proven. It has. Cause yeah, there's, I think there's videos on it. There's, there's videos on YouTube. Okay, so okay, so he's a <laughs> damn. Yeah, so so not, there's not, proof. <laughs> not doing much to help your argument, are you, Chris? No. But I mean, just first of all, Brian Johnson has such a distinctive voice, and his voice has such distinctive character. Yeah. You need to have like a special kind of voice to be able to sing those songs for like two and a half hours a night. Yeah. Bond did it. Brian did it. 
Axel does it with GNR, and he did it with ACDC. Mm-hmm. The only other guy that probably could have done it, maybe uh, Angry Anderson of Rose Tattoo, or uh, the singer of the band Heaven. I forgot his name. Uh, he passed away. Another Australian act. Maybe well, Obviously, he couldn't have done it then. Well, he's dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but rest in peace. I'm sorry I forgot your name. Um, and maybe Mark Starace of Crocus, who at one point was considered you know, to be a candidate for the lead singer spot in ACDC before Brian. Yeah. But Jericho? No way. No, no way. He does not sound... And he, he doesn't even sound like Bon Scott. He doesn't sound like Brian Johnson. It just would not work. No. Not at all. It. No. So. It, 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 if you change an element of... Of of ACDC sound, it's not ACDC. No. You know, I think Axel was the best candidate to replace Brian for the remainder of the uh, of the tour. Yeah, I do too, and a lot of people gave him shit too. And and I'm not, I want my ticket money back and all this bullshit. That would have been awesome. I would have I would have loved to see that show. Yeah, you know? I would have had no problem with Axel Rose doing it. And watching the videos he did on YouTube, they he was awesome. You yeah. know, I think he he served. That whole tour justice. He needed to be there, to, you know, to to because whatever Brian what happened with Brian Johnson, that, that needed to happen. So it was yeah. it was cool. I call Axl Rose the MVP of 2016 because he reunited with Duff and mm-hmm. Slash for GNR, and he kept ACDC going, yeah. and no one could take that away from him. Now, as far as his battle with Sebastian Bach is concerned, him and uh, Chris Jericho and Sebastian, I would just like to say nobody cares. So yeah, stop, stop with the clickbait news on uh, on Blabbermouth. Stop with the stupid tweets. It makes me sick that people hide behind a freaking iPhone or a Droid so they could tweet out, "Oh, I'm a tough guy." Yeah, yeah you're a Twitter tough guy. You're a Twitterati. You're a Twatterati. So, like, <laughs> really, just just stop it. Grow the fuck up, really, please. Mm-hmm. It's sickening. It's terrible. But uh, you know what, Lou? I I think I will let this show air. Probably tomorrow because i, I want to keep this since these this is fresh news i, I gotta get it out there so i'm not gonna keep it behind not right? a problem all right so this is gonna be a new episode in between everything else all right well hey let's get the content out there we got 500 subscribers let's keep it going let's keep it going let's get your subscribers up too and where can people go to do that you can find me exclusively on the Ratside Review Network. You can also find me at the Music is Live podcast, available on all available uh, s- s- podcast streaming platforms. <laughs> you want to start you... that over? No. <laughs> no, I'm good. And you can also find me on YouTube at Music is Live podcast. And again, as always, Wayne, thank you for having me on board. You awesome grand muckety muck of Ratside <sighs> Review. Damn it. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, you love it. Only a little bit. I forgot. You're the high muckety muck, and Greg is the grand poobah. And where's Nate? What what would Nate be? Oh, where oh where has our little Nate gone? Oh, where? <laughs> you know, the white dog shit. You know, when the dog shit sits on the ground for like a long time, it starts turning white. Yeah, that, that's Nate. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Nate. Oh my god. I'm not. I'm not talking shit about you, Nate. That's all. <laughs> that's all. You Wayne. told me to say that before we started the show. I did not. I, I did paid too. you to not say it. I did too. Ratsoundreview.com. Buy a t-shirt. Check out all the shows. 
and uh, subscribe. We want more subscribers to our channel and start watching all the shows. Go back, watch the old shows, watch the new shows, watch the shows in between, watch other people's shows. If you have a show and you want to be on Rats Out View Network, contact Wayne. No, I don't want to. I don't care about anybody else's shows. Okay, never mind. Go fuck yourselves. No, if you want to, if you want to, please, if you, if you do want to promote your show on my show, please come on my show. That's cool. Cool idea. Great idea. Thanks for thinking of it. No and if you want to do that on, on Lou's shows too, go on Lou's shows. Contact Lou. He's all over Facebook. Yeah. Wow. Haven't been lately. I'm trying to, uh, trying to build content for my, for, for my YouTube page, but it's not as easy as you think. Believe me, it's not. It's a, no. it's a bitch. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so please go do all that subscribing and uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. And oh, and the Hami Media Group as well. Please subscribe to that because our show is on there as well. And I'll mm-hmm. see this show on there too because it is Brett's Out Review. That's right. That's right. So we will see you guys next time. Cheers. Adios. Bye. What? <laughs>